Hi. Hi. Oh my God. It's a special edition. I have to fucking talk about this movie. I'm, (laughs) I can't. I'm not okay. You can't spoil it though. Okay. So, so Justine saw Iron Claw. Did you see it today? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, I actually almost saw that this week on Tuesday, but I was like, I don't know anything about it and I don't know if I'll like it. So I didn't see anything. I, I don't know. I wasn't really planning to like go to the movies to see it or anything. Um, but I'm so glad I did. Uh, so I don't even know where to start. Obviously it's a true story. The Von Eric brothers. And it's just the most fucked up tragic thing ever. If you don't want me to tell you anything, I won't say anything, but I will say Zac Efron is so fucking good in it. He's incredible in it. By far his best performance. I mean, is it a wrestling movie? Is it, what is it? Yeah. So it's a family of brothers and they're all wrestlers and their dad was also a wrestler and he like owned this wrestling promotion in the seventies. Oh, okay. And it's a true story and it like rocked your world. It's like based on like their, their life and their family. And it's just really fucked up and really sad. And the A24 did it. So it's it's like very bleak and um, just the cinematography is incredible. Lily James is in it and she's so fucking good. I'm like, how are you the same person who played Pamela Anderson? You know? Oh, I gosh, I never even watched that either. Um, Okay, so that sounds interesting because I've been seeing those photos of Zac Efron like after he got all like bulky and stuff for the movie, but I don't know anything about the movie. So I guess I'll see it. But you keep saying it's like so sad and bleak and I'm like, I don't know, I might be depressed enough to not watch something like that right now. If you don't, you can always like watch anything or google the real life story because they did change a lot of things for the sake of the movie like it's already a two hour long movie and there's so much stuff they left out and so much stuff that they did change okay um so if you want to go and actually like see why it's depressing and what actually happens with these guys it still wouldn't spoil the actual movie for you so if you want to like mentally prepare yourself um you know, Vice has that Dark Side of the Ring series. They did an episode oh, yeah. on them. Okay. Um, so, you know, or you can Wikipedia them or literally anything, but y- you will cry. Like, if you don't cry at this movie, you don't have a heart. <laughs> like, towards the end, like, there were, some, there were some scenes that just, like, I was tearing up and I was like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. And then the final scene, I was just like mental breakdown left the movie theater with my sunglasses on (laughs) it was bad so good though I recommend it to everyone like whether you're a wrestling fan or not okay all right I'll I'll watch it because maybe I could use a good cry you know shit's been kind of crazy in life and uh maybe I need a good cry also I love the fact that every time you move your head just a little bit Ronnie's head like appears in Tammy's armpit (laughs) Okay. Move a little bit, move a little bit to the, no, like you have to this be side? subtle. Ah, oh, there oh, Okay, is. I see it. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Gosh. I love it. Um, uh, Speaking of, I just saw the trailer for the new season of Jersey Shore, where Sammy and Ronnie are going to be in the same house together. Oh, it looks so bad. Really? 
I mean, yeah. like bad in a, a good entertaining way or bad Just in a bad. Like, shitty way. Oh, I was like, hey, I might actually watch this season if that's the case. Oh, it. I don't I don't think they're going to have any sort of interaction outside of the group. It. They would have teased that in a trailer. We're not getting a one-on-one. We're not getting him apologizing to her. I doubt she'll let that happen. It's probably just going to be like in a group together. Right. He already made his men's amends this season to the rest of them. And right. she's not interested in hearing it. And good for I her. Mean, I mean, she said, she said coming back to the show, like when she does her interviews and stuff, she'll be like, I knew there was a chance that I would might have to film with him again or whatever but honestly I wouldn't doubt it if something was in her contract where she didn't have to have that conversation you know what I mean yeah I mean yeah that makes sense I uh it is pretty interesting though when you rewatch those scenes like the scenes where he's like tearing their room apart and throwing her bed out of the room and all that crazy shit It's really interesting to watch that from the eyes of a 30-something-year-old versus a 20-something-year-old because when I watch it now, I'm like, oh, this is so abusive and scary and terrifying. And I don't remember feeling like that the first time around. I remember Um, feeling like it was wrong and it was crazy, but I don't remember thinking like, holy shit, this guy could beat the shit out of you and this is super scary. Yeah, I don't think I understood the extent of like what roid rage was back then for sure. Um, But, you know, I'll die on this hill and I can't fucking stand Jersey Shore Reddit. I was actually just reading it before we got on because people are like, I can't believe they're subjecting Sammy to the her abuser and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, no one's denying that Ronnie has abused women before he's a woman right. abuser, whatever you want to call him. But even going back now and rewatching those seasons, she started 98% of all of their fights. They were just she would say toxic together. She would start by saying the most fucked up things to him. And he would be like, leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you. And she would push right. him and push him and push him. And like, I don't know, there's just one scene. It like perfectly describes their relationship to me. It's in Miami and they're out to eat and he's just like it's a nice night and he's like literally just sitting there with this drink chilling and she goes what's wrong ron and she just like starts getting mad at him so it's like she was equally as abusive in my opinion i mean they were bad together but he was physical with his she punched him in the face Oh, I forgot on about camera. that. When did she punch him in the face? In season three, when she saw him and Wow talking together. Are you friends with her? Let me know now. Oh, God. It is always so crazy and, to me. And, the, the, and also the scene when he threw her stuff outside. It mm-hmm. was because she punched him in the face. You just didn't see it on camera because he says Whoa. to her, he says to her, I told you, if you ever put your hands on me again, I'm going to throw your stuff outside like a dog. Oh, well, I wonder why they didn't show that part. If you watch it uncensored, if you like go back and watch it uncensored, it's just like, I think it's just one of those moments where the camera just like doesn't didn't catch, catch it. it properly or okay. something. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, yeah, pretty twisted and crazy i will be interested to see i'll probably just watch that clip or listen to you recap it on shore store i I probably won't watch the whole season i can't believe they're on season seven of family vacation 
It's technically more than season seven, too, because they do two seasons a year. You know how MTV will split up their seasons? Right. They do that. So it's technically like season 12 or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. That's crazy. Because when did they start it back up? God, was it like 2018 or something? 2018 was the first season. I can't believe it's already been on for another five years. What a career, eh? I know it's it's crazy (laughs) to like listen to Mike's book and you know he talks about obviously he was broke for his own reasons the rest Mm -hmm. of them were good with their money yeah Um, but he was like living this lifestyle and he thought that was just like done and it you know it was never gonna happen again and then all of a sudden he's like one of the biggest reality stars again like it's yeah it's crazy it's crazy like yeah to think about it being off the air from when 2012 2013 it went off the air and then it came back five years later Mm -hmm. and it's been on for another five years it's just crazy I mean what a life what a time to be alive which like who the fuck is watching Jersey Shore family vacation like I'm sorry it is horrible aren't you watching it (laughs) um barely (laughs) barely you're barely watching it and you have a podcast about it (laughs) yeah yeah, I struggle with it it's yeah it's not a good show I know I stopped watching that season where they went to like the dude ranch or whatever and it was like the oh that and that that was when the show was actually still good yeah (laughs) that was like the second or maybe third season yeah that's season two yeah that was a good season I enjoyed that and then I just kind of fell off of it and didn't need to watch anymore so I hate to say like when Ronnie left, I'm like, I'm like, so I'm always like defending Ronnie. You're a Ronnie head. I know. <laughs> but it's true though, because <laughs> Ronnie was the one that brought the realness and the drama. And even though he was doing all these horrible things and stuff, it was the yeah. only thing that was like g- real about the show. So then after he yes. left, it was just like, what is this? And Angelina does bring it like she's the only one, but it's it's so hard because the rest of them just don't want to put their lives out there like that. And I hate how like they bring their kids on these vacations with them and everything. And it's like, you're not going to get as crazy as you would if your kids weren't here. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I know like you guys can afford a nanny or something. Well, that's the thing. They bring their nannies with the kids on the vacation. Well, put their asses in an Airbnb next door. It's, I don't understand why the kids have to be there at all. It's like you're only there for like two days. Right. They only film for like a day or two at a time. So it's what? like film the so show. So how long do they film for? Are they just doing like weekends or something? That's crazy. Yeah, they don't film them at home. Like they do, but it'll be like a 10 second scene. Like you can tell they only film them for like probably an hour at their house. Oh. Yeah. Like it'll just be them like packing for the trip. And then when they're on the trip, it's probably only two days, three days the most. They're not going for a full week. So it's each crazy. season, is that a different trip each season or several trips? Uh, Depends. It's usually several trips, though, like two. Okay. And then sometimes, like, the girls will meet up for dinner in New Jersey somewhere. Or, like, Lauren just opened up a store this past season. So, like, what kind of we'll store? See. Uh, like a boutique like clothes and the clothes in her store are actually very yeah they're actually very nice yeah okay does uh Snooki still have that show that um store 
Yes. At the Jersey Shore. This what is it? The Snooky, the Snooky Shop. Or... The Snooky Shop. Yeah, she has three locations. Wow. Are yeah. they all in New Jersey? Yes, different parts of New Jersey. And then okay. Sammy has a shop on the Jersey Shore as well. And when she came back this season, she like got mad at Snooky and she's like, I blocked you on Instagram because you opened up a store, a beach boutique where I did. And I just thought that was like really shady. And I'm like, but you hasn't can't... Snooki had hers longer? Yes. And I'm like, so... you can't compare your little store to Snooki's franchise under the name Snooki. Right. You know? Yeah. Ugh, I can't crazy. stand Sam. <laughs> I know. Nobody likes her. Which everyone likes her who like if you go on jersey shore reddit everyone loves her they like sam was always my favorite she's the only reason i started watching family vacation again and like i don't know i just hear a lot of people say that she's That's the reason so why they're watching again and i, I just don't get it because she brings nothing yeah i mean i always remember her being boring other than when she was starting to stir the shit that's just about it. Yeah, the only interesting thing she ever brought was fighting with Ronnie. Like yeah, she never like That's true. went crazy with the girls. Like she was the only time she was interesting is when her and Wow were like fighting because of Ronnie, you know. Right. All right. Well, that's our uh Jersey Shore update. Mm -hmm. So I asked you yesterday if you were watching this Natalia Grace thing and you said you had started it or was that earlier today? I asked you earlier today. Um, so I watched the first half of the first episode. Okay. It's but like we're behind six freaking in episodes. Okay. Cause we're behind in Canada. We don't have all the episodes yeah. yet. So it's six. It's six freaking episodes. So what they did is they released like the first two on the same day. And then it was like one episode each day after that. So within this week, since the first of the year, we have received all six episodes. So I finished the sixth one today. And I would have to say like overall, um, not fucking necessary for six episodes. Not at all. I think they could have wrapped this shit up within like the first one or two episodes. It was very redundant and uh, there it just didn't need it. It was ridiculous. I can tell you the last 30 seconds of the last episode are pretty fucking shocking. It's pretty crazy. Okay. So what, so since you only watched like the first half of the first episode, what are your thoughts on that? What do you think? Do you think that she's a criminal mastermind? Do you think she was a kid? Do you think the parents are crazy? Like, what are your thoughts? Oh my gosh. I definitely don't think she was an adult. Like, nope. No, I, I agree. Yeah. I think there's something really wrong with Michael and what the hell is the wife's Chris, name? Christine. Uh, Christine. Yeah. 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 There's something not right there with his sons, the family. I, mm -hmm. like I said, I haven't really watched too much, but yeah, I just think there's something more there. And, uh, you know, I feel horrible for her. I do too. And you know what? You look at her and she didn't look like an adult. Like it's crazy for anyone to say that she was an adult because she absolutely looked like a little girl, a little girl who's a little person. That's it. Yeah. I mean, obviously not a criminal mastermind like crazy. And, and even Natalia says in the first episode, she says they took all of this from the movie, The Orphan. 
And the movie The Orphan came out before all of these allegations started. And it's a hundred fucking percent true. This is a ripoff of The Orphan. <laughs> Even down to her standing at the edge of their bed with a knife. Mm-hmm. She says in the episode, she's like, at that age... They had a high bed. I wasn't even tall enough to see over the foot of their bed. So if I was standing at the edge of their bed with a knife, they would have seen like her part of her forehead (laughs) above the bed. And they're making it like she's some menacing figure holding a knife. And if you look at her like physically, she would not have been able to stab them if she wanted. It's almost like a T-Rex arm situation. She shows in the, the episode that she wouldn't even be able to grip a knife properly in order to stab someone. And she's like, I weighed like 35 or 40 pounds. It literally, to me feels like they're talking about a Chucky doll coming after them mm-hmm. like a three foot tall <laughs> Chucky doll and I'm sorry I'm not scared of Chucky because I will just eat that motherfucker across the room so for them to talk like she's some insane menacing figure is so crazy to me I think they are so full of shit so full of shit I think that the mom was super abusive to her and she needed some sort of excuse. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like they came up with that as to like why she was abusive if she ever got caught or like something dark like that, you know? Is it okay with you if I spoil some of it and kind of go over the revelations from the the Yes, please, please do. Okay. I didn't know if you still wanted to watch all six episodes. <laughs> I didn't realize. How many were in the first season? Was it also I think it was six? like six or eight episodes, but my God, it's just like, it's overkill. Like no If there's like certain episodes or moments that you think are worth watching yeah. i'll go back and watch those but you can spoil it for me for the listeners I okay don't, i don't care i give you permission oh thank you okay so here's spoiler <laughs> alerts for you guys i got this from the actual like you know i watched all the episodes but i didn't take notes obviously so these are 10 revelations from the curious case of natalia grace natalia speaks this is technically season two of that series and this is from the investigation discovery website so We'll just kind of go through the revelation. So the first one was that Natalia believes that what happened to her was the stuff of movies that she said that it was, you know, like a, it was all copied off of Orphan because she's a Ukrainian girl. She's, or Ukrainian girl, she's Russian, you know, like back and forth, all of that. Um, She found a new loving home where she's accepted and feels loved. And I think we saw some of this the last season towards the end that she had like stumbled across this family the husband and wife and um met them and they like took her in and she's lived with them for like 10 years and so she's just saying that she's you know she loves her parents her quote says my mom gives me hugs every day and tells me how much she loves me never once have they had to worry about me hurting their kids and the mom her name is Cynthia she says that Natalia's light a light who's brought so much joy to her family they're just so in love with her blah 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 okay now She also claims that she was taught to tell people that she was 22 years old. She was trained to lie. Once they decided that 22 was the magic number and they had her re-aged, she was taught 
to tell everyone that she came in contact with if they asked about her age that she was 22 and that they changed her age legally, which that part of the first season was so insane to me. The fact that they could just, you can just legally change someone's age, go take them to one doctor, have some kind of assessment done, and then change their their age legally is crazy. But that's pretty much what they did. Yeah. Who so, was the judge or whatever who signed off on that? Like insane. I feel like you would have to have like dental records because they can tell how old you are. If you have like, you know, child, like child's like teeth, your first set of teeth, Um, there should have been so much more. I mean, like this is a situation where just like our girl Gypsy Rose, a lot of people drop the ball here. Okay. Like a lot of people drop the ball. Um, now there are reports that show that the Barnett's were made aware of her age from early on in the adoption process. So this was something that I, now the problem is that this last season came out in May. So I'm trying to remember like what was revealed last season and what came out this season, but yeah. So Five five weeks after she went to live with the Barnetts, they saw a doctor who said that she was between nine and eleven years old. There you go. So there, they told her they had this assessment done and told the family that, and yet they still would not believe it. And then um, also she was losing teeth. She had baby teeth. They did take her to see a dentist who did X-rays and took a look at everything and. Because she still had baby teeth, she could not be an adult. So that was something that was ignored during the court process of changing her age. They also did some recent medical tests that they conducted on her to um, determine her true age. So they did some DNA and blood tests. And the doctor said that she was closer to age 22 now so she was about two years older than she thought she was but obviously if she's 22 now she wasn't 22 10 years ago so she was just a baby when all of this happened now so because of this like she was like eight or nine years old when they dropped her off to live in an apartment by herself how fucking insane is that it's crazy. Great. They literally took her to an apartment complex, dropped her ass off, would show up every once in a while to buy her some groceries. And not only that, but there was an apartment that she lived in that had like four steps up to the front door and then a fucking flight of stairs up to her apartment. And you've seen those Build-A-Bear shoes, right? Like mm -hmm. that bitch could barely get up the stairs. And she's like eight years old disabled in her build-a-bear shoes trying to get up like basically two flights of stairs to her apartment where she lived alone it, i just can't even believe it it's insane oh my gosh um how is michael not in wait spoil they should this all be in prison spoil this for me quick where's yes. the where is christine we don't know like she's probably the only smart one in the situation between her and michael because she has refused any core like anything with this documentary series she wants nothing to do with it so nope I don't even know I don't even know where she is that would be a fun little deep dive to see 
Like, I wonder if she's changed her name. Does she have a new well, identity? I I was just wondering if she was, like, in prison or something. No. Nope. Because her and Michael should both be in prison no, for of doing them. that. I don't think either one of them serve time at all. They absolutely should. They should. And I'm I'm really hoping that the renewed interest in this case, because of these documentaries, I hope that people really hold feet to the fire and are like, something needs to happen about this. This is absolutely not okay. And it's something needs to be done. And I'm people, hoping. People just take it as a joke because of the whole orphan comparison, right? Like even before the first one came out and we were all like talking about it in our group chat and stuff, we mm-hmm. were all like, holy shit, is this the real life orphan? You know? I know, do you remember hearing about this originally, like in 2011, in 2012? I remember seeing headlines that were like, I never it's did, the real no. life orphan. And it was this story. And she was like on the front of newspapers and in publication saying that she was the real life orphan and that she was trying to murder her adoptive family. And is she, what age is she? Is she this age? Is she that age? It was like something you would see on the front of the National Enquirer 20 years ago when we were kids. (laughs) I mean, like, it's just such a crazy story. And I remember hearing about that. Um, But here's some more things. So prosecutors and a legal expert claim Natalia was adopted so that Christine Barnett could profit off of her. So Christine Barnett, she wrote a book about how her son was this like genius, the older son who's like now like living in his dad's basement. And it's such a sad situation. But this kid was a fucking genius. And so, of course, Christine being the narcissist that she is, she like writes this book about how basically she created this genius. And so the idea that Michael presents in this in this part of the series is that Christine thought like, oh, look, like I did it once. I can do it again. You know, we're going to adopt this, you know, disabled child and uh, figure something out. I'm going to profit off of this. I'm going to tour. I'm going to write books, you know, and I'll be the mom that produced two like geniuses, which is an insane idea. But that was what the claim was, that that was the reasoning behind adopting her because they hadn't even met her before they adopted her. That's crazy. I wouldn't adopt a dog without meeting it first. Kelly on Beyond the Blind said this, but it's actually (laughs) a very how the mom you know how there was the thing with um the other little person on the show in season one? I don't know if he's in season yes. two, who she was like sexting yeah. and stuff. So she m- made the point of like, maybe the mom is like ashamed that she's like attracted to that type of person. And she like took out her inner hate on Natalia oh. by like abusing her. And I just thought that was like very insightful. That's, That's not something I would have thought of, but it makes sense because people yeah. that. I think she like, I don't know what the fuck her thing was, but obviously she was very abusive and psychotic. Like there's, there's sound recordings of her. There's text messages exchanges. There's like social media exchanges that they share on the show. I mean, she's fucking crazy pants. I mean, insane. And that guy, so he actually was part, he toured with Big and Rich. Mm-hmm. Do you know who they are? 
Of course. Okay. Save a horse, <laughs> ride gonna, a cowboy. I was just going to tell you who they were, but then I was like, I'm sure you know who they are. Um. So remember, he used to tour with them. So he, they'd okay. have like the little person with them. Oh, okay. I didn't remember. Do you remember that? that? But okay, no. <laughs> okay. Um. So that's who that is, and he is in this season, and he says that Christine was trying to set him up on a date with Natalia, her seven-year-old child. Oh my gosh! Okay. And a grown man. This bitch is fucking sick. You know what I would love. If season three was Christine speaks out, <laughs> we got to hear her side of the it's story. Just all bullshit. I mean this this season was all like Michael. I I definitely think that this is a situation where the truth lies somewhere in in the middle. You know, Michael wants to throw all of everything onto Christine. Christine's the psycho. Christine's crazy. Christine's abusive. Well, Michael, you're just as fucking guilty because you sat by and watched it happen and you didn't fucking do anything. So, like, in my opinion, you are just as guilty as she is. But he yeah. wants to put all the blame on her and that she was a monster and she terrorized him and blah, blah, blah. Shut the fuck up. Like, get grow a pair and stop blaming someone else. Um, so there's a lot of that. So I feel like if Christine had her own... Part, which I think she's too smart to open her mouth. I think she knows that she got away with something that she could have done serious time for. And so she is not being a part of anything that will get her in trouble. Nothing. I would just be interested to hear what she had to say, because obviously she would try to put it all on Michael and we would probably hear some other stories. You know what I mean? But on Michael yeah. and Natalia, I, Natalia was a psycho. She tried to drag me up to the electric fence that wasn't even turned on. And Natalia weighed 50 pounds and was two and a half feet tall. Like, give me a fucking break. Bitch, ain't nobody dragging your ass into an electric fence at that size. I know. How would she have physically been it, able like, to do that? Any of so the things they said. Because when, when I originally heard that story in the first season, I was like, holy shit, that's fucking scary. All of this is scary. And then you stop and you think of like the reality of the situation. And that's like a toddler. It's like a, to a toddler's going to grab you and drag you 20 feet into an electric fence. What do you no. think this is? It's physically impossible. Yeah. It's insane. Um, so the other things are like her medical issues could have been the cause of deeper issues for her adoptive parents. I mean, obviously someone with that, that is a little person, a lot of the time they require lots of different surgeries and all kinds of things, which definitely can be an issue monetarily. Um, and... Oh, and then another thing, uh, Natalia said she was like the invisible daughter. I mean, all of this stuff we knew. <clears throat> and then Michael Barnett er, claims that he and Natalia were both incredible victims of an otherworldly abuse. Quote. I mean, give me a fucking break, Michael. Michael is crazy pants as well. I'm sure you know. You've seen the <laughs> the first season You've seen the clips. I mean, it's oh, that punch, the reenactment of the oh punching that lives in my and head. And you know what? If you were to punch, like, obviously, and it's, it's an exaggeration. 
if you were to punch someone Natalia's size, the way that he was showing us on camera, she'd be dead. They would have literally beaten her to death. He had a little too much fun with that reenactment. It's so crazy. It's hard to empathize with him. And yes, can men be abused? Absolutely. Physically, emotionally, whatever. But I mean, give me a fucking break, Michael. Give me a break. Also, who's going to tell his wife that he's gay? Because he is. (laughs) Wait, is he remarried? Yeah, he remarried. I think we saw the wife or heard about her in the last season okay i don't yeah, remember he has a that. wedding ring on so i remember wasn't so there was like, like yeah. a, a hot mic moment with the sun mm-hmm. what was that about they replayed Did- the hot mic moment so the sun said something about like first of all morons stupid 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 but the sun said something about like i wasn't gonna say anything about the pushing down the stairs thing and he said like i'm worried that there could be like legal repercussions because of that if I mentioned that and I don't want to be subpoenaed to court blah 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 and so then Michael says you wouldn't be you couldn't be because you were a minor at the time and so he's like oh okay well I just wanted to make sure I didn't want to get in trouble for that so you know it sounds to me like the son pushed Natalia down the stairs once and he was afraid of getting in trouble for that. But then Michael had to remind him that because he was a minor at the time, he couldn't get in trouble. And then the two of the dummies are like, oh, our mics are still on. Oh, darn. So. Okay. It's just but, a family of great people, honestly. But that, that doesn't really, like, get acknowledged, right? Like, they like talked Natalia. They again, but yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't think she said anything about that. Mm-mm. Okay. Which maybe she didn't want to bring the brother into it because maybe she felt that he was mostly an innocent bystander or something. I don't know. Wasn't there an issue too with like peeing on someone's bed? Or like, oh, yeah. She there... peed on something and then the brother, like, to get her back, his the mom was like, why don't you go pee on all her stuff to retaliate? Yes, I remember that. Ooh, I forgot about that. Sick. The so whole sick. the whole situation is just so heartbreaking. This girl literally had her childhood stolen away from her. And, you know, whoever allowed them to adopt her, them for adopting her and doing that to her, like, I, I, I feel horrible. Do you want to know, like, the spoiler from the very end? The black screen spoiler? Oh, God. Sure. Why not? Okay, so hold on, let me pull it up so I can read it word for fur- word. Um, but if they if gave you, us a black screen, <laughs> you, we got a black screen, and that was what everybody was saying. Oh my god, the twist at the end, blah blah blah. So for the first like, for the probably three out of the six episodes, they're talking about her mom and dad, these people that she met that took her in and have become family to her. Okay, okay. She's- is that the like priest or whatever? Remember, I told you how I mm-hmm. saw the preview, and he got mad at Michael for saying hell, for cussing. Yeah. Okay. Or, yeah. Go on. I mean, and he's like a crazy pants, uh, Christian person. Okay, no, because there's Christians, and then there's Christians who get mad when you say <laughs> hell. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's there's two different levels there. Yeah, for sure. Um. 
And so I always got like this dirty, cringy feeling, even when we saw them in the last season, because I'm like, you like randos just picked up this little girl and like brought her into your family and around your kids like this is a stranger and you're hearing these rumors about how she's violent and dangerous and you brought her into your house to live with your children and they seem to me now this is just my opinion they seem to me like the type of people who collect children or collect disabled children so that they're getting payout from the government because to care for them. I got this like skeezy, slimy feeling from these people the first time that we saw them. And then as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, Natalia's been with them for 10 years. They seem to all really love each other. There's a scene where you see Natalia with their kids and they're all hugging her and like it. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe this weird shit really worked out. Maybe that's not what this is about. And so you think everything's wonderful at the, towards the end of the series or the season, they legally adopt her. And so everything looks like roses and sunshine. And then we get the screen. Uh Okay. So skip ahead if you guys don't want this ruined for you, because it's pretty awesome. Um, So they're talking about how everything is just so great with Natalia and it's all so wonderful. And then... Two weeks ago and six months after Natalia's adoption. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on. I'm trying to like, I want to read it for word for word, which is not too crazy. Uh, the producers got a shocking phone call. So the producers get a shocking phone call from Antoine, which is the dad. He says something ain't right with Natalia. This girl is tweaking. He says, I feel like she's the enemy in the house. And she said to us, we have held her hostage, made us look like we're the enemy. And then the wife says, Natalia is stabbing her family in the back over a complete lie. Antoine says she's done other things too, but this was a new low. Natalia does not have emotions for nothing but herself. We're done. We're done with her. What? And then it says Natalia's story will continue. Of course, like here comes season three and then they're going to get these crazy people. Okay. So I did a little Reddit search and let me tell you what I found. Oh my gosh. I know, right? I thought the whole thing was like a happily ever after she's like living with this family who actually loves her now that's how it looked and okay then well fuck everything i just said maybe she is crazy <laughs> who knows? maybe she that's the thing is like is she <laughs> like what is happening it's so confusing okay so i found well where the hell did i put it i thought i saved it darn it Um, But basically, I saw this thing on Reddit that said, um, oh, I know the family that she lives with, so I'm going to be, you know, anonymous in this post. Um, But basically, that person was saying she felt like the mans did Natalia dirty and that she was 
telling Natalia through this Reddit post, like, you need to contact GoFundMe and look into this. So apparently there was like some GoFundMe account for Natalia and they're making it sound like the man stole money from her GoFundMe, which is right on track with what I was saying about feeling like they're skeezy and maybe they're into collecting children and collecting checks. Now, that's not to say that they don't love these kids and they're not good parents, but they could have like alternative motives for sure. Okay, but then why would he be calling her crazy? Well, so then remember how the wife said like she's stabbing her family in the back over a complete lie? Oh, okay. I see. That makes it sound like to me that Natalia found out that they were stealing money from her or something and flipped out through a fit and then they're like you're why are you being crazy you're being so crazy and trying to cover their asses here's the actual thing so um this was six days ago natalia no longer lives with the man's family and no longer lives in indiana i'm posting this in efforts to help this girl i'm very close with the family that she stays with right now i'm not comfortable posting any information that could possibly lead to my friends getting hurt i did make a post about this here a few days ago without really explaining anything because i was made aware a few hours prior and didn't really know what to say or how to go about it i've had time to think i feel like if i'm honest as possible maybe this post won't get the leave her alone attitude Considering I meet Natalia for the first time next week, and I'm sharing this info to help her. The entire point of this is the fact that she has fled the man's family and Indiana, and also the fact that the man's family is still trying to collect and keep money from a fundraiser in Natalia's name. The info I have is accurate. I did recommend that she contacts GoFundMe. I'm willing to bet with how dedicated this community is considering this case is almost 15 years old and still being followed. If you look into it well enough, you will find that what I'm saying is true. There may be something in the TikTok clips that could give it away. Do not ask me where she is. I won't tell you or anyone. I'm not willing to risk the safety of people I consider my family edited for safety concerns and then um just saying like you don't need to you're entitled to your opinion but i'm not lying whatever so that's what it sounds like to me it sounds like she found out they were taking money from her gofundme flipped out about it and then they called production like she's crazy she's ruining all of this because of a lie and we're done with her maybe trying to get ahead of things to get their word in before the documentary was released. Okay, so season three, there there is going <laughs> to be a season three then. Oh, for sure. Okay. I think for sure. I think that season three is going to be like focusing on the man's family, hearing all their bullshit, the accusations, blah, blah, blah. And then like following Natalia, if she's like living on her own, if she's moved somewhere, there's absolutely got to be. This season three. This fucking girl can't catch a break. Oh, she's catching a break. She's getting paid. She better be getting paid. She better be making bank off this. I mean, yeah, like you might as well. But yeah, I bet I bet the producers were so fucking hard when they got that phone call. So fucking hard. Like just like basement flooded. 
as soon as they heard that. Crazy. It's wild. It's wild. Uh, and it's wild. Uh, who knows? Maybe she is crazy and she's getting away with it. Well, like I said, I feel I really feel like the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Like maybe she's a little crazy, but obviously doesn't deserve to be abused. And, you know, she's not some like superhuman bodybuilder who can throw people into electric fences when she's like, you know, seven year old and three feet tall and 35 pounds. I think there's something in the set in the middle of that. I agree. And I feel like you know, I'd be a little fucked up too if I had to live with that Michael guy. So not only that, but she was like adopted and then returned. And then <clears throat> she had this little people family that desperately wanted to adopt her and like loved her, had like a little trial time with her, spent some holidays with her. Their daughter and her were best friends. Like they wanted to adopt her so desperately. And she ended up being adopted by the Barnetts and said who had never met her, knew nothing about her. And all of this was a disaster. I feel so bad for the family that wanted to adopt her. They were absolutely traumatized by the situation. And it just doesn't make sense. Well, it doesn't make sense. I guess we'll just you have go to cash see what those happens. checks, baby. Just like Miss Gypsy Rose, who wrote a uh some kind of book that's like you can pre-order it's an ebook and it's like conversate or confessions on the eve of my release or whatever mm -hmm. so i mean yeah buy that um and then also she's uh getting banged every fucking night by her husband the dd look-alike ryan anderson poor guy everyone's just like ripping him to part it's like we know we know nothing about this guy <laughs> i know but she goes on to his like x account his twitter and is like oh honey just ignore the haters they're just jealous that we're like banging it out every night or whatever the fuck she said and i was just like Ugh. Ugh. the whole thing is still <laughs> so fresh you know it's like so... she literally just got out last week so it's like she is on full-on influencer bullshit she's on twitter she's on tiktok she's on instagram like at least she's being smart and like cashing this shit and she's on snapchat she's on everything yeah Good which she i mean it's not that she didn't have a choice like i guess if she really wanted to she wouldn't have to have joined social media and everything um but I just I just knew she was going to just because people were so obsessed with her getting out before it even happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for months, people were leading up to this. Well, her Lifetime docuseries starts tomorrow and I can't fucking wait to watch that. Gypsy Rose. Oh, did you watch the show with Joey King, right? The act. Oh, yeah. I've watched and listened to everything Gypsy Rose. Should I watch that even now? Have you watched Mommy Dead and Zerist? Yes, I've seen okay, that multiple then, times. Yeah. yeah, you can watch it. The first time I heard about Gypsy Rose was um, Sword and Scale did an episode in like 2017. So that's the first time I heard about it. And then I followed like everything. I really am bummed that um, Time Suck, Dan Cummins podcast. I'm so bummed that he doesn't hasn't done a Gypsy Rose episode because his episodes are like three hours long and they are always so incredibly 
like informative like that's the one that i listened to the canning barbie killers episode and i learned so much shit that i'd never heard about heard about before so i'm like why have you not done a gypsy rose story i don't know that's so weird but actually he has done one yeah you can watch the act i think that joey king did a pretty good job um i love her i don't know why i just i love joey king we should add her to the list of <laughs> people we want to do a series on. Yeah, you do love her. You love um you got you tried get, getting me to watch that one Amazon Prime movie that she did, The Lie, The Lie, I think it was called. Did you watch it? I tried to watch it and I just like couldn't get into it and I turned I know, it off. I know, I know, but you have to watch the whole thing. Or at least find a good YouTube video that will like YouTube video that will tell you yeah. all the, the bullet points. The lie in 10 minutes. Yes, <laughs> do that because the ending is really the best part of it. It really is like weird and annoying and uncomfortable. And then at the end, you're like, oh, shit. Okay, I'll watch it. I'll try. I'll give it another chance. Yeah, just watch it because it's only like an hour and a half. It's it's a tight hour 30, okay? Okay. So Especially because now like... I ain't watching Gypsy, or not Gypsy, um, Natalia Grace. After you told me all that, I'm like, yeah, there's no point Honestly, watching it Honestly, no. I was just like, I watched it and I was like, oh my God, there's another episode? Like what more? And it was so repetitive. And at some point she sits down with Michael and they're like talking to each other and somebody says something and he like throws a hissy fit like a toddler and leaves in his sports car and then he has to come back like the next episode or something and it's just like such bullshit because she wants closure on like why did you guys even adopt me if you didn't want me and you were going to treat me this way and he doesn't have a fucking answer for her so like there's no closure there you're not going to get the answer that you want so just like let it go that honestly that's the only part i would even want to watch is like them together so i mean you could probably watch like 10 minutes of their interaction together on youtube or something yeah and just be like that's that's all i needed but it's all him blaming everything on christine and talking about how he was victimized just like she was all of it trying to like find a common ground with her like we were abused by the same woman Oh, I want to, I cannot forget to do this. Okay. So last week we talked about Final Destination in our Sexy Sawa series on our Patreon. And I told you guys that I wanted to do something special. So I said, if you leave a review for us, I will send you a copy of Final Destination, like a super fancy, uh, you know, DVD, a pre-owned DVD. (laughs) But I'll send it from to you guys just because it's fun. Well, hey, I love physical media, and you I know did, what? I know it's fun. You're, you're the one that sent me my copy of Idle Hands, I and did. I I got it signed and personalized by Devin Sawa. So you know what? If you get a copy of Final Destination, Devin Sawa is doing the convention circuit. Hey, hell yeah, get that hell shit yeah. signed. <laughs> I was kind of bummed though because I thought I had a copy of it. Um, but it was actually the final destination. So I'm oh. like, okay, that's fine. So I'm going to go out thrifting this weekend so that I can get a copy for Kyla, who is one of our favorite friends, a friend of the pod, Kyla. She is like a diehard resting bitch face fan. And she's, she's a, a bitch. She's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's amazing. Uh, she's a, a patron of ours and she's always like, she sends us messages and she's, she's amazing. We love her. Um, so she wanted to post a review, but like Spotify wouldn't let her. So she did a rating, a five-star rating. And here was the review that she was trying to post. So it says, I've been a faithful resting bitch face fan and patron for a long time. I love it. I feel like I'm sitting with my friends, having a chat and always get good laughs. I think Justine and Julie are relatable, authentic, and aren't afraid to touch on things that other shows won't. Thank you, Kyla. We love you. You're so wonderful. I have her address. So I'm going to go thrifting this weekend, find a really good copy of Final Destination and send her like a little thank you note and mail it off to her. So if you guys want to do the same, I can definitely do I I won't be able to do the fanatic. I probably can't find that anywhere. I'm assuming that it wouldn't be super easy to find because that's what we're talking about this week. But I will send you a final destination copy if you leave us a review, send a screenshot, DM it to us, and uh, I'll send it off to you. Sounds good. Um, Before we get into the fanatic and Thousand Pound Sisters, was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Okay, I just wanted to give a brief mention to the House of Kardashian documentary that just came out. Um, Joe Francis is in it. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner's in it. Yeah, And there's like no new information about the Kardashians, especially if you're someone like me and has literally been following them nonstop for all of these years. You you obviously know everything. Um, But it's just interesting to hear certain little things that are told from like their side of the story like people who knew them and stuff and you know the first part goes into like Chris and how she was this sort of like mastermind businesswoman and how she built everything from the ground up Mm -hmm. and you know Robert Kardashian wanted her to be like the stay-at-home mom but she didn't want she wanted to be a mom but she didn't want that to be her whole personality she wanted to like have this empire which obviously now she has and um you know it, it it so it talks about that and obviously the oj thing and everything and him selling the sex tape all that stuff but then when it gets to the kanye of it all one of kanye's like really good friends is in it and he's talking about how you know how kanye was like obsessed with her for years and all this stuff mm-hmm. but then he talks about uh kim and kanye's wedding and <laughs> and he's like He's like, that was the craziest shit I've ever seen. Like, Kanye had me in a limo with the dude from Girls Gone Wild. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I love that. That he was saying that, you know, when Kanye was going on all of his, like, TV tangents and everything, like, when like kind of the downfall of him and Kim um he would like I guess brag to his friends and be like it's kind of funny because everything I say it kind of affects their whole family and their whole business and his friend had to tell him like dude that's not funny like that's not something <laughs> you should be bragging about I love him um yeah it's so it's it's a very very well done documentary and the stuff about like Caitlin got me emotional when they showed her like accept her SB award and everything because mm-hmm. that was her first time like revealing herself as Caitlyn oh, I forgot about that but yeah and um just saying like Bruce Jenner like back in the Olympic days was so fine like really those, those clips I'm like <laughs> I can see it <laughs> um okay 
<laughs> yeah. And uh, it's just a really good documentary. I I really enjoyed watching it. It like went by really fast and they, you okay. know, they just talk about like their empire that they've built, you know. Okay. I might check it out. It's maybe. very uh <laughs> there's a lot of like positive things about them, but like tons of negative things about them too, oh. like um, a girl, I guess, who remember like in 2016 when they all had their own app and they all like yes. focused on different things like Courtney's was like gluten free recipes and Kim's was like pictures of her naked and Kylie's was makeup tutorials, you know, um, I guess she helped them develop the apps and she was like, I had to back down because like my conscious couldn't take it because like they're selling they're selling things to like women that are like unattainable you know so you get people in it who have that point of view but then you get other people who are like I think they're the smartest business women ever and they, they built are this empire and they are you know they it's crazy and yes a fucking empire out of like nothing so I mean I give me a break with your like ethics okay Everyone is selling something. And if it's not going to be you, it's going to be someone else. So you might as well cash in. Yeah, it's it's just interesting. I don't know. I'm I'm obviously a fan. I obviously still watch the show and everything. But like, I don't know, there's people who have problems with them because like they didn't speak up during the Me Too movement. They didn't speak up against. They don't have to. Because they're like, it's not really sexy to speak up against sexual assault when you're like trying to sell underwear. And I'm like, did they were they sexual sexually assaulted? Because if they spoke up about it, someone would be like, what do you know about sexual assault? And they can do nothing right. People are always pissed at them. Yeah, I mean that's true. And then I don't know. Then they were just talking about like when Rob released all of those pictures and videos of Black China. And how they didn't say anything back, even though Kim's career allegedly started from a leaked video. So they're like, if she's still trying to play that narrative, then she Mm. should have said something in the long run. They're not obligated to make political, you know, or controversial stances on anything. Fuck off with that. Like, they don't have to say anything about anything that they don't want to <laughs> fuck off fuck all the way off uh, and even if you have if you have been sexually assaulted you're not re- you're not obligated to make a stance against it either like just shut up also do i really want my like do i really want the kardashians to have a say i don't really care I don't know yeah you know you know that's that stuff never bothers me either but I agree with you when you say celebrities really can't do anything right in that sense because it's like no matter what if a celebrity tweets about it then Mm -hmm. then there's someone on the other end that doesn't agree with it and then if they like how dare you talk yeah. or and how if they dare don't, you not talk if they don't tweet about it then people are like why aren't they using their platform for this so yeah yeah it's so annoying yeah let's talk about uh tammy and amy and michael oh. and the whole family celebrating their bariatric surgeries i don't even know where to start where do you want to start I mean, the whole episode was just basically Misty and Amanda getting ready for their surgeries. Amanda's having a um, revision to her surgery that she had had seven years prior. 
Misty has not had the surgery before. So that just like them prepping to get ready for the surgery and freaking out and Amanda like freaking out about Misty worrying that everybody's going to die. Um, it was interesting though, because like I wasn't as large as they were when I had my surgery, but I had no fear. I was like, I'm going to be fine. Everything is going to be okay. But I'm also like a weirdo who loves surgery because when you go to surgery, you get like you get anesthesia and it's like the best fucking nap of your life. It is the best sleep of your life. And I love that shit. I've never had surgery. I've never been put under. Oh, it's great. I love it. (laughs) But I feel but I feel like I would be scared if I was because I have because I haven't been put under but I know it like fucks you up though because I remember when Blair got his wisdom teeth out and I Mm -hmm. had to drive him home and they like he's in like the recovery room or whatever and they let me like come back and see him and he kept asking over and over like did I already do it and me and the nurse (laughs) were both like yeah it's already done like like we're gonna go home soon he's like are you serious I already had it and we're like yes (laughs) and he didn't believe us like um that's funny so yeah, so I know it like fucks you up and stuff, but I don't I've know. Had I feel my like wisdom, I'd be scared. like I had it when I got my wisdom teeth removed. I had anesthesia like during two surgeries for kidney stones and my gastric sleeve. So I've had several surgeries and it's just amazing. Like you get into that room, they put it the the mask over your face, and they tell you to count, and you get like two numbers down and you're out and you wake up like hours later. <laughs> You sleep so fucking good. Like, I don't know. I, I'm a, I'm just completely always exhausted and barely sleep. So to me, it's like wonderful. It's great. Mm. But yeah, it, it definitely is dangerous if you have, if you're like super morbidly obese, like someone like Tammy or Amy, when they had their surgeries, that can be scary. It is dangerous. So when what was with like was she fucked up on like the the anesthesia or something still Amanda when she was like hitting on the doctor no I think that's just Amanda I was like (laughs) girl he just saw the inside of your stomach I don't think he's trying to fuck oh they saw everything plus he's like super fucking hot like you don't think 5,000 of his gastric sleeve patients have hit on him (laughs) I think Dr. Proctor's fucking hot. I was I was actually thinking yes. about him because when we were watching it, Blair was like, wait, wasn't it a different doctor in the first season? I was like, yeah, Dr. Proctor did Amy's, but then he got so people liked him so much. He like got his own show or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then I thought about that guy, that like gay guy who was on it. And he was like, Dr. Proctor's a daddy. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. Yeah. What, what about like is 600 pound life coming back? I was wondering about that as well. I I feel like they had a more recent season. I don't know. I'm going to look it up. But yeah. Because I also was like, the long-term success rate is only 5% or something. <laughs> and Blair's like, what do they consider long-term though? And I'm like, I don't know. I only know that because they show it on the beginning of 600 Pound Life. Dr. That's not a number now I is, researched. Is a daddy as well. Dr. Now. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Pizza is I not was- on the diet. I think it's so annoying when people say, "What? why is he the doctor? He's not in that great shape. It's like, bitch, he's like 80 fucking years old. Shut up. Like, what do you expect him to look like? Have, you know, 
rocking pecs and six-pack abs like Cody Brown. He's 80. He's giving them a free (laughs) surgery to potentially save their lives. He's allowed to look however the fuck he wants to. And he's like barely overweight. Okay. Like as you get older, shit gets more difficult. Okay. It's a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Do they expect him? Do they expect a bariatric surgeon to be a bodybuilder? You know what I mean? I mean, I like I do see I follow him on Instagram and I do see him working out. So, you know, shit just ain't the same after a certain age. I'm telling you, people are stupid. So the most recent episode, uh, season 11, was March, my birthday, March 22nd, Patrick's Journey. Damn, that's almost been a year. I thought that they did more than one season in a whole year. It'll probably come back after Thousand Pound Sisters ends. Like they'll probably put it in that time slot on TNT. I wonder if uh, it's starting TLC. to wind down because they only had eight episodes last season. Don't they usually do? Oh, and the season before, season 10, there was 15. So I wonder if they're starting to like, if it's getting less popular and they're ordering less episodes now better not be i know i love that show we need another who was the chick that like went and lived in a trap house for like one dolly (laughs) dolly dolly's journey she's constantly on tiktok and like you know libraries using up the free wi-fi with her (laughs) Stephen asante for some reason is still alive and kicking what the I mean, how do we lose Betty White like two weeks before her hundredth birthday? Wasn't she gonna turn a hundred and she fucking died? And yet Stephen Asante is still here with like his one tooth that's like barely hanging on, ordering what's his pizza order, Justine? (laughs) Extra large pepperoni pizza, two liter bottle of Coke. It's the two liter (laughs) bottle of Coke that gets me. It's like (laughs) really yeah yeah Two actually i um i'm a diet pepsi drinker Me and too. today at the oh. movies they had because i didn't because i went to like a different movie chain i went to like landmark cinemas and mm-hmm. they had the coke like freestyle machines so i had a cherry coke today at the movies and it was delicious Ooh. I do wish that they had like a a diet cherry Pepsi, which I never see that in single bottles because I'll get like a bottle and have a few sips and it'll last me like three days because I don't want like a whole 20 ounces of soda. Um, But yeah, I am also a diet Pepsi drinker. I prefer it. It's sweeter. I like it more. So I've I've always liked Pepsi or Coke. I've always liked Pepsi more than Coke. I actually, I got a Diet Dr. Pepper the other day and I was like, this tastes flat. It wasn't flat. It was very carbonated, but the taste was flat. I don't know if it was like something weird happening with the syrup or something, but I was like, I used to really like Diet Dr. Pepper and I don't anymore. I've never had a Diet Dr. Pepper. What? I used to love it, but it's just like, not that good. I've only ever had like regular Dr. Pepper, which I love. And, um... Yeah, it's bad. I need to like not replace alcohol with pop, but I have a question for you. What's is that? Letter Kenny a Canadian show? Yes. Okay. Do you think it's funny? No. <sighs> Good. 
Ryan's been watching that. Like that's the new show he's watching. And I'm literally like DLO. So they filmed that in a super small town. That's like Mm -hmm. an hour away from where I used to live in Ontario. And uh, I used to, I knew a girl who did makeup on the first season of that show. And okay. Blair and his brother watched the first like couple seasons and I remember them watching it and I sat in and I was like yeah I can't stand it and the main guy who like is the creator and everything of the show like the main character he has this oh other he's the sh- creator of the show yes and he has this oh. other show called Shorzy as well and that okay. one is he's a hockey player in it and that one is a hundred million times worse the accent Ew. that he does and the voice he does like it it's fucking horrible He's such an obnoxious character. It's like he's so like bland with no nothing. And I think Ryan, so it's like his it's his new like background show. And I think he's like four seasons in and I catch an episode here, an episode there. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this show about? It has no, there's no story. It's not funny. The only time that I did think it was a little bit funny is one of the, I think probably the pilot episode where the goth kids are like standing outside doing that like crazy goth dancing that they used Mm -hmm. to do. Remember when they had that video that was like Mm -hmm. them dancing like Thomas the Train and it was a bunch of goth kids like under a bridge. Righteous Gemstones (laughs) did that too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was like the only thing that I thought was funny. And then other than that, I've caught so many episodes and I'm like this is the dumbest thing I've ever fucking seen and people talk about it like it's like it's trailer park boys or something funny that people that's like beloved and I don't get it yeah it was never my thing and I remember when it was like at its peak a couple seasons in they did a tour and I remember I worked the night when the tour was in town and a bunch of people mm-hmm. came in and they're like we saw letter Kenny whatever and I was like, how was it? And everyone who I talked to that night was like, it wasn't funny at all. Like, we loved the show, but we didn't, like, laugh at all watching them on stage. It must have been you know? really bad. What would they do on stage? What do you do on stage? So, you know how on the show, how they just, like, sit around and talk? Oh. They, like, did that. I can't believe people paid to see that. I wouldn't even pay to watch this TV show. Yeah, it's not my thing. Mm. Yeah anyways thousand pound sisters so yeah so misty and uh amanda have their surgery they're both fine everything's fine amanda wants to hit on the hot doctor whatever um and then this oh and then like the reveal from the trailer in the the last time was amy like storming out of the courthouse saying that things didn't go the way she thought they would and basically she found out that Michael filed for divorce first and she's upset about it. She's crying. She's like, I know that I said that I wanted this, but like, you're not even going to fight for me. You're not even going to try to win me back. And I was a little frustrated with her in that moment, but then I thought about it and I'm like, yeah, I, I understand what she's saying because logically she showed up to the courthouse to file divorce papers. So she was serious about what was happening. Um, but uh, yeah, I can imagine that feeling like you're not the one in fault. Um, and then having someone file for divorce against you, it makes sense. That can be definitely hurtful. I'm just surprised Michael got legal advice because I know from teen mom, at least, um, uh-huh. the, the lawyers will try to convince you to be the one to, to yeah. file first. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
so I'm just surprised that he picked up the phone and called a lawyer and even like thought about that. You know what I mean? And then I'm sure a lawyer was like, listen, if you think she's serious, you need to do this first. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know, like Colorado's a no fault state. So it doesn't really matter why you're divorcing or who's deciding that you're divorcing in some states. They can be like an at fault state. Like if your husband cheats on you and you file for divorce, like he can be at fault for the divorce, which can affect the whole legal process. So I don't know if that's so why if they're living what in would, an at fault state. What would that affect though? Like what would that mean? I don't, I honestly don't know because it wasn't a factor in my divorce. So I don't know if that would, if you would have to pay out alimony like oh you cheated you're the reason that this divorce is happening so you're gonna pay alimony like no questions asked i don't know god fucking cheat on me all Isn't the way weird? I know, <laughs> especially right? if you get alimony like sutton from real housewives of beverly hills she gets 300 grand a month from her ex that's absurd i know i'm trying i'm just trying to get like uh like like ariana and get me some like brand deals and shit. I'm like, we talked about this before. I'm like, I've been cheated on a fucking lot and I have never become like a woman of the year over it. <laughs> you don't see my ass on dancing with the stars and battery commercials. Must be nice. Dude, I'm so excited for this season. I know couple, I am too. Couple more weeks. I know we're almost there. It's happening. That was pretty much it for Thousand Pound Sisters. Um, Yeah, just they went to that sushi restaurant and then the only other thing that I wanted to say is that like as soon as I feel like Tammy's starting to be like a decent human and because we see her helping Amy with the kids and she does right. seem like she's trying and she does seem like Amy being upset is affecting her but then when Amy was pushing her and she like accidentally went over those bricks or whatever that was and Tammy like lost her shit on her I was like excuse her for like trying to push you and help you you fucking bitch i think she's just so terrified of falling because we've seen in 600 pound life like people are like if i fall i could fucking die like or even in the whale <laughs> you know if i could fall it could be fucking lights out forever for me so <laughs> i think the whale i think that's why i know i love that movie God. I don't think I'll ever be able to watch it again, but I did love it. Oh, God. That's how I feel about Iron Claw. I'm like, you, you know, I will watch it again, but it it's be prepared for just for no other reason than to see Zac Efron's body in that movie because Does there's it look no good? words. Because he looked kind of weird in the pictures that I've seen. There's no words. Um, there's it, nothing can prepare you for it it's okay. just he looks insane yeah steroids are a hell of a drug i'll just do say you that think he did something to his jar do you believe that story that he fell and like banged it up years ago 
I think he did something. I think he did some work. He's in Hollywood. And you know what? I know, but he he's, fucked up. It's botched. He's always been a appearance type. I mean, everyone in Hollywood is an appearance person. But I remember articles from like when High School Musical was big and him and Vanessa Hudgens were together. And she used to say things in interviews like he takes longer to do his makeup than I do. So like. It, oh, it that's so unattractive It wouldn't to me. shock me if he. But he said they had this accident. He like fell and like bashed, like fucked up his jaw and had to have it like reconstructed or something. But he said that it happened like years ago, but it only became noticeable within the past few years. So PR person came up with that story. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think it's botched. If he did do it on purpose, he should get a refund because it's not a good look. So that's my opinion, Zach. I still think do he's with hot, it though. what you please. I still <laughs> think he's he hot, is. Like, it's whatever. fucking beautiful. He's it's had not... one of the greatest glow ups ever in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Ever. Yeah, he's fine. I'd fuck him. I mean, <laughs> same with Jeremy Allen White. I didn't think I was attracted mm-hmm. to him at all. And I'm not. It. He definitely has a butter face, in my opinion. Yes. I, I'm not really into his face, but his transformation for the iron claw too damn and those calvin klein ads he did oh i have a confession to make because i keep thinking about Saltburn, and i'm gonna rewatch it now that it's on amazon prime mm-hmm. um i'm attracted to the little dude in that like oh he, barry um barry keel yeah something. yeah yeah um not Do you know he's in... you know he's irish in real life yes and i also know okay I was watching probably a couple months ago and I never finished it, but I need to go back. The movie, The Killing of a Sacred Deer. And mm-hmm. it's Colin Farrell, I almost said Hanks, Colin Farrell. And he is the little boy or he's the teenager in that movie. And that made me feel super skeezy when I figured that out because I just watched that movie a couple months ago and he's like 14 in it. And then I watched Saltburn and I'm like, you can drink up my bathwater anytime, baby. I can see it, but I don't I don't even think it's about his looks because he's not that attractive and he's like short. I think it has more to do with the content of the movie and how it's just like he's just like dripping in sex in that movie. Yeah, the sexual Ooh. energy of it. I can see yeah. that. Yeah. He also was the Joker in the Robert Pattinson Batman movie, The Batman. Okay, that's another movie I started to watch and didn't finish. I need to go back and watch all I, these. Um, I fell asleep during that and then I just never... It's I a was long like, movie. I'm not, I'm not sitting through that again, you know what I mean? But Yeah, it's a long movie and that's what my issue was is I had watched like half of it and I was like, I'm going to have to start it over. <laughs> like, It's been probably about a year, so I don't but know if I'll ever watch it. Robert Pattinson, though, is someone who's such an underrated actor to me. I think he's so talented and you know people people just kind of look at him as like a joke so yeah but i like him the twilight guy yeah the twilight nobody hates those movies more than he does okay oh i'm sure i'm sure he hates those movies if anyone ever needs a laugh just youtube robert pattinson talking about twilight and there's like <laughs> hundreds of videos of him just ripping on the book wow. the story 
Well, shut up, Robert Pattinson. You would literally be no fucking buddy if it wasn't for Twilight. So shut the hell up. Okay. I I can totally see that, though. And also, like, I don't know. These movies don't translate well onto screen. Like, I understand why they do it. It's like a teen money grab thing, right? But, like, even with The Hunger Games, like, I'm watching these movies. And the first one was a decent adaptation. But the rest of them, I'm just like this does not translate well it's right you have to read it you know what I mean and when those movies came out like were people like all into Liam and Josh Hutcherson whatever that guy's name is the way they were with like like was it team Gail and team PETA the way it was like team Edward and team Jacob I don't know because I didn't see the Hunger Games until a while after it came out yeah so when it came out I wasn't in that like headspace I wasn't like following it well plus because we're a little too old for that because it was kind of like a teen vibe at that time and we were like in our 20s when it came out so I'm so curious a Jennifer Lawrence is fucking incredible in those movies Mm -hmm. like she's that bitch can act like say what you fucking want about her but she's she's a talented biatch however (laughs) liam hemsworth that motherfucker can't act like he cannot act his way out of a paper bag yeah because i can't yeah i can't even think of any memorable roles that he's had and i know he's been in a lot of stuff well okay so the only one for literally the last song with miley cyrus and he only got casted for that role because she picked him because she had a crush on him. Yeah, that movie was terrible. She was awful in that movie too. It was terrible. Terrible. Oh, I liked that movie, but it's also been She's like so bad. It's also been like years and years since She's I've seen so it. So bad in that movie. <laughs> like, Is she really? So bad. Yeah, it's just <laughs> so cheesy and awful and yeah. Well, it's Nicholas Sparks. I know. What do you expect? I know. I don't, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then then the Hunger Games and I'm like watching the the uh the second hunger games movie while reading the third book and i and i know he has a bigger role in the third book so i'm like man i hope he got acting classes and then when i watch <laughs> the last movies i'm like you're like nah no no nope. i He's can definitely, definitely the see... lesser of the hemsworths in every way for sure yeah um, but every time I hear or think about jennifer lawrence i just picture her nudes from the fappening when the news were released that bitch has a banging fucking body like every time I see her or think about her I'm just picturing her nude on that couch from those released photos so fucking hot like a biggest girl crush two things one the guy that released the nudes was in prison with Mike the situation whoa what was he in prison for for releasing the nudes yes okay revenge porn Mike uses the words in his book the guy who released Jennifer Lawrence's nudies was in prison with me. Was he like a boyfriend of hers or did he just hack into her shit, her iCloud and release it? I thought it was an iCloud hack, but it's, I don't yeah, that's I don't know if he had a personal connection or not. Yeah. God, um, and her also she's beautiful. She's naked and no hard feelings. She has a she's like fully naked I in that I was movie. About, and I was wondering if that was a body double, but guess not she was peak jennifer lawrence when that uh shit came out though for sure so hot she's another one people don't like her because she never uh spoke out against her 
Maybe she didn't get fucking victimized by Harvey Weinstein. Allegedly, huge allegedly, is that she banged him for the Hunger Games. I'm sure she did. I would too. (laughs) I know though, right? I know it's so hard. It's like you want to judge them. But at the same time, it's like, man, if you were trying to become like a movie star who says that you wouldn't, you know? And this this is a huge book series that you know is going to result in multiple movies, millions of dollars and launch your career i would have fucked him too like i wish people would stop fucking judging stop it (laughs) you want this you've wanted it your whole life you worked your whole life for it and here it is and all you gotta do is fuck a troll to get it by all means do it good for her and honestly like i said she was fantastic in the movies i don't i don't know who else i would have casted for that role i can't picture anybody else doing that role in like the very beginning of the first movie when she volunteers for her sister like that Mm -hmm. scene gives me fucking chills when in the book picturing it it. in the book i like glossed over it but in the movie it's like oh yeah so good i like it well you guys you're welcome for this supersized episode (laughs) (laughs) we have so much other stuff to talk about so Find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash restingbitchpod. And then you can find our social media handles in the show notes. And then don't forget to leave a review so I can mail you a DVD copy of Final Destination. But we love you. Bye, bitches. Bye.